As a leader, if you're always right, you're not effective. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without losing your soul or your mind in the process. If you'd been with me early in my career, right out of grad school, you would have seen I was pretty frustrated. My first job out of graduate school was teaching, and I had a class of students who consistently came to class, they participated, they engaged with the material, and they worked to learn the subject matter. But when it came time for them to take their tests and display what they had learned, they were consistently struggling to do better than an F or sometimes a D. And I had a team, we were working together. We worked over our review sessions, we made sure that the students weren't missing any content, but it didn't matter what we did, the class as a whole didn't improve. And it was the whole class. So I was concerned about my effectiveness as a teacher and I began experimenting with different instructional techniques, different ways of doing the review. And with one of those experiments, I discovered my students' performance improved overnight from F's and D's to B's and even a few A's. Now, as it turned out, this group of students learned better through something called guided writing than any other technique. The students didn't know it themselves, and my team and I, we only discovered it through trial and error. What I remember most about this incident, though, is the response from another teacher who worked with these students. When I shared my discovery with her, she said that she was covering the the right material, her instructional methods were sound, and the students needed to take responsibility for their own learning. And ultimately, she didn't see any reason to change. Now, she was right, and I put right in quotes. Right insofar as yes, her instructional methods were good. They were proven in other environments. And yes, students ultimately do need to take responsibility for their own learning. What bothered me, though, is that she was consciously choosing being right over being effective. What we were doing didn't work. Why on earth would she keep doing it? One problem when a leader is always right is that you lose your influence. I never did succeed in persuading my colleague to change her teaching methods. I was making the same mistake that she did with the students. I dug in, confident in my rightness, and kept pointing out how she was wrong. And no surprise, that didn't work. Convincing someone that you're right and they're wrong almost never changes their behavior. People are stubborn. We cling to our misconceptions because there are misconceptions. One time I was stubbornly arguing with a cashier at an airport Chinese takeout counter because they wouldn't give me extra vegetables. I said, look, I will pay for them, but they insisted it couldn't be done. But I knew it could because they had done it before. Now, Karen, my wife and partner, she was there and she was able to talk some sense to me. She said, David, you're right. And we're going to miss our flight. Just order a vegetable dish and mix them together. Now that was being effective. Another danger when you're always right as a leader is that you don't get what you need from your team. When you're always right or just act like you are, your team will quickly stop sharing ideas and they'll sink into minimal performance. If you want to be influential, it requires more than being right. As a leader, your goal, your job is to achieve results. Maybe you want to increase revenue, you want to grow your team's capacity, change the world, whatever you're doing. It's vital that you keep those goals in front of you and regularly ask yourself what it is that you really want. Asking what it is you really want is an antidote to always being right. 
I mean, so many new leaders and even many experienced leaders get stuck because they can't see past their own rightness and do the things that will help them to be effective and achieve the results thereafter. And like here are a couple of examples. Why should I have to tell them again? I said it once. Well, yes, you did. But maybe that was three months ago. And people have tons of different priorities competing for their attention. Important items are going to require multiple repetitions in multiple forums. Five by five communication. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Or maybe if you've ever heard a leader say this, or maybe you've thought it, why should I encourage or thank them? They're just doing their job. They are. You're right. And people are more engaged when they feel appreciated, when they're seen as a human being and not just a cognitive machine. Or here's another example. Why should I hear opposing viewpoints? I'm an expert in the subject. I've looked at all the options. Well, yes, maybe you're right. Maybe you are an expert in the subject and you have looked at any other options. And maybe your analysis was totally thorough. But if you want to make the best decision and have your team be committed to the idea and own it, you want to hear their voices too. Besides, you could be surprised by someone else's perspective. None of us have a corner on the truth. It takes courage and it takes humility to look honestly at what you're doing and then ruthlessly assess whether or not it's working. But it's something that the best leaders do regularly. So if you want to achieve results and have more influence, look for those places where you are clinging to being right. Then let it go and choose to be effective. I love answering questions and I would love to answer yours. If you have a question about anything that we have covered on a previous episode or any leadership or management related question, uh, send them to me and I'll answer them either in our questions section or like next episode, it's going to be an episode devoted entirely to a question from a listener. You can send your questions to me at david.die at letsgrowleaders.com or you can Head over to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com, find the appropriate button. It is orange, and you might need to click it once or twice to allow it to use your microphone, but then you can record your question, and we can use it in a future episode. All right, let's get on to today's question. Today's question comes from Grace, and it might be helpful to know that Grace works in healthcare. David, my question is about how to mind the MIT. There are so many things my team and I need to do. How can we focus on just one? Grace, thanks for the question. When we talk about minding the MIT, we're not intending to say that there is one most important thing, and that is the only thing you can do. Most important thing, the concept, is that there is something that has major priority right now. Maybe it is a strategic initiative. Maybe it's something, a new process that you're trying to implement. Whatever it is that has that significant emphasis right now, that's the most important thing, we want to make sure that that's getting the attention it needs. It doesn't mean we don't do all the other things that we need to do to take care of business. For instance, every month we need to do the books and do payroll and pay taxes and all those sorts of things that every business does. If we have a sales initiative one month or we're writing a book another month, that doesn't mean that we stop doing all the other things we need to do. What it does mean is that we've identified the critical behaviors that are necessary to achieve that goal, and we ensure that those MIT behaviors 
the actions that get you to your MIT take place every day the way they need to. So when you're sharing the MIT with your team, the most important thing, and helping them understand what they're doing with that MIT day to day, you want to be clear, this doesn't mean you stop doing all the other work. It means you ensure that whatever's going to get you to that MIT is happening. And if at all possible, make sure that whatever you're doing towards that MIT happens first before all the other things come up and the fires creep up and your day gets chaotic like they always do. Grace, thanks again for the question. And remember, if you want to be influential, don't focus on being right. Focus on being effective. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>